0: Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys Wrestling Program. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorne, and it's dual Week, y'all. The season has started. We've got the Bronco Open to recap several new faces to the program and some old faces to the program. Headed down to Edmond to wrestle at UCO in an open tournament. Something like 17 or 18 wrestlers went down there and wrestled. An Oklahoma State-affiliated wrestler won seven of the ten weights and uh, took the top four spots at several weights, too. So that's pretty exciting stuff to talk about. They had private wrestle-offs last Friday before the Bedlam game, before a big recruiting weekend where they hosted some big-name recruits that they're hoping to get committed. And then... That's all leading up to the Bucknell Duel tonight at 7 o'clock in Gallagher Hall. The Cowboy Wrestling Club will be hosting a tailgate before the duel on the northeast corner of Gallagher. It's there in that Hall of Fame parking lot where it's been. There's that plaza. They used to have the Spirit Rider rider statue right there that uh, they're going to have the tailgate at. Make sure to stop by. Say hey to uh, the folks putting that on. Grab a beer. They usually got some good food. Uh, if it's, It might not be as rowdy as the football tailgates, but it'll probably be a darn good time getting everybody loosened up before the action starts against Bucknell. So to start, we'll talk about the Bronco Open. Uh, that was a tournament that they sent several people too, with the new red shirt rules you have to keep in mind even if a wrestler that's a freshman wrestled unattached that does count towards their five dates so for example Christian Carroll wrestled at the Bronco Open even though he was unattached because he's a true freshman that's going to count towards his counter here in the fall, so he'll have four more opportunities to wrestle for the varsity team attached this season. That does include CKLV, so if he goes and wrestles at CKLV, he'll get several matches under his belt, but those will count as one event. I have to imagine that they might do that. I don't know the rules on CKLV if they if guys send or if teams send multiple guys in one weight class or how that's going to work, but um just know that he has 4 dates left to wrestle for the varsity team. Uh, if those all happen in the fall, then that's that. Uh, he'll wrestle unattached in any spring semester opens. Have to imagine a guy like Christian Carroll will also compete at the U.S. Open, which doesn't it's not a college event, so that doesn't count, but uh, just keep that in mind. And then uh, if they – if he only wrestles a couple times in duels this fall, then he'll still have two events to wrestle in the spring as well as Opens Unattached that's just part of that new rule that they put in place where in your redshirt year you can wrestle attached on the varsity squad for five events. But for true freshmen in the first semester of competition, they any event that they wrestle is considered a varsity event. And as soon as classes end, so typically that first weekend in December there, which isn't the case this year, the academic calendar extends like a week into uh, December this year. But um, typically it's that first or second week in December that classes are done. They're allowed to wrestle on attached now. So it's a little complicated, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it for you. Uh, if you go check out my Twitter, <laughs> you'll see I peeled back the curtain a little bit and showed how I keep some track of some of this stuff with the roster. Uh, and admittedly, I miss things. It's hard to keep track of. There is a paid person on staff up there to, to make sure that they don't step out of bounds on this and cost a guy a year of eligibility. Right. So, um, pretty exciting though that the season's underway and the guys are, we've got wrestling to talk about. I'll get into it. So they sent a lot of guys 125 pounds, uh, Jace Mullen, or Jace Cavanis, actually is his is his name. I need to get the backstory on that. I know Mark Wayne Mullen, the congressman, and up there in northeast Oklahoma. He adopted Jace at some point, um, but I think he still he keeps his birth name Cavanis. That's how it is on the roster. Anyway, Cavendish, uh performed really well in this tournament. He ended up getting into a high-scoring match with Sam Smith in the finals. Uh, Smith lost on a stalling call there in overtime, unfortunately. So that gave Cavanus the tournament and Smith second place. Zach Blankenship was the only 133-pounder. He uh, went out and won the tournament. Uh, Andrew Blomoff uh, wrestled at 141 pounds. He uh, had a good tournament as well. Ended up winning the tournament. Uh, Cutter Sheets took second place, wrestling at 149 pounds. Uh, 157 pounds, the finals was between Jalen Harper and Dan Manabog, who are the two guys that you anticipate to be the starter tonight against Bucknell. Bucknell. Uh, Those are the two guys competing for the spot. They wrestled off on Friday. Harper got the advantage over Manabog, but then in this tournament, Manabog got the advantage over Harper. So we're probably going to see those two alternating quite a bit this season. There in that 157-pound spot, and the best one's going to go. 174 pounds actually had a lot of guys in it. A.J. Haig probably had the best day out of everybody. He had a Look, Mirzo Kayatov won the tournament. Uh, there's some question marks about Mirzo. He's not on the roster. He is in the room, though. So he's training with Cowboy Wrestling Club. He's in Stillwater. I, there must be something with his credits transferring uh, where he's not eligible. I don't know if that's the case, but if I was a betting man, I'd probably say that's, that's what's going on with him. He is going to be part of the program. He has a red shirt to give. So I have, have to imagine that's what's going to happen here. He's going to red shirt and then come into the lineup next year somewhere. It looks like he's wrestling 174 pounds this year in open tournaments. Possibly getting ready for the Olympics. I don't really understand. I don't really know if he's a contender for the Uzbeki uh, national team. That would be pretty interesting to see. But uh, Mirzo won it. AJ Hegg came in second. Hegg had an excellent tournament leading up to that. Beat a couple teammates along the way. Uh, Dax Hughes had a solid tournament. Uh, Blake Schedule and Benji Mower also performed really well. I think that it went Mirzo, Hegg, Mower, and then uh, Schedule and Hughes tied for like fourth or fifth. Uh, something like that. Jersey Rob won the tournament at 184 pounds. Same situation as described earlier with Christian Carroll. Uh, Trevor Dobbs uh, pinned his way to the finals. So uh, ultimately a really good showing for the Oklahoma State guys. Only two lost, and those were from their own teams. So the losses were. So uh, really good performance there. Uh, also taking place last weekend, they had a big recruiting weekend. They're hosting several guys that they want to harbor a good relationship with and hopefully get them into the program. Of course, you had J.J. McComas; He signed on Wednesday this week. But you were also hosting D. Lockett, the hometown world champion from Stillwater, really high-quality wrestler, somebody that Oklahoma State needs to have. And then they also had a young man named Dial Capone Vasey from Indiana. He's a number 20 ranked recruit in the cl- in the class of 2025. He's a uh, projecting as a 197 pounder, probably 184 pounder, uh, somewhere in that range. But another upperweight guy, really high level, a little bit raw and and underdeveloped, but extremely strong very fast, uh, very crafty. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of talent, so a lot to be excited about there with VZ. would be great if they can lock up that commitment. And there's more recruiting news. They actually signed the number two guy in the class of 2024, Cody Merrill from California, uh, coached by Daniel Cormier, a really high-level wrestler, um, was a cadet, World bronze medalist in Greco, has won Fargo in freestyle, has really just put together an excellent youth career. Uh, One of the most polished wrestlers that you'll see at an upper weight. And it works out great where he'll come in next year as a redshirt freshman. Cerber will be a senior with a redshirt to give so depending on how that works out, you've got time with both of those guys to really sharpen each other. Cerber just keeps getting better and better. Obviously finished second for the U23 team this year. Got to go to Colorado Springs and train with the world team, do all that fun stuff. And uh, um, should see him on the podium this season along with um, – Meryl in the room—that's just a really good thing to have. So, really exciting work there from the staff. Uh, obviously, Tyler Caldwell has been instrumental in making sure that OSU is on these guys' radars uh, and that they're in communication with them. Uh, Gary Wayne Harding's taken over that role for Tyler as recruiting coordinator. Uh, Chris Perry is in. Awesome relationship builder with these kids. And then, of course, Coleman Scott now um, playing his part in going to visit guys and uh, make sure that they are secure about the future of the program. So a lot of really exciting stuff going on in recruiting for the program. If you're not already a Cowboy Wrestling Club member, make sure to head to the Cowboy Wrestling Club website cowboywrestlingclub.com Cowboy and sign up. Uh, the barrier to entry to donate is very low, but if you go do that, we just published a Q&A with Tegan Jameson, who's going to be the starter, at least in the fall semester, and 141 pounds. So we're doing this weekly, getting to know you, Q&A sesh with the younger athletes and the new faces. Obviously, we already did a Dynasty Define with Isaac Olenick. You'll also, next week, get one with uh, Kale Hughes. And we've got several other guys scheduled to roll those out over the next few months. So, make sure to go on to cowboywrestlingclub.com, become a member, and you'll get access to those things. As well as monthly newsletters, gear, all kinds of cool stuff. So... That should be fun times. Getting into the Butnell duel. Um, look, it's just exciting that we got wrestling back. They're at home. They're going to take a couple weeks off after this duel. The way the schedule kind of bro- worked out, John Smith said that uh, they had a couple things fall through, that they were trying to get a couple more home duels scheduled here in November. But. Uh, that's the way it falls, and unfortunately, um, I'm sure we'll see some guys go to some open tournaments. But uh, it should be a good one. Um, definitely excited to see what all happens here with the team. Uh, getting into the, the duel, how that might line up. Uh, you got a new face 125 pounds, Troy Spratley, likely taking on Ethan Levin. Uh Ethan is Ethan's a freshman from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, on the roster, is 133 pounds. It sounds like he's going to be cutting down. Uh, not many results to speak of here. Uh, should see Troy pick up the big win, but um, it'll be nice to see him in action and get a little bit of a glimpse of what we've got here. Is he a guy that can pin competition that is... Not on the same level. Can he pick up a tech fall? Get bonus points, right? That's what we want to see out of Troy Spratley here. And set the tone for the whole duel moving forward. Dayton Fix taking on Kurt Phipps. Kurt Phipps, number 16 in the country. These guys have met a couple times before. Phipps did close the gap with Dayton last season. Quite a bit. He got majored in twenty twenty to spring of 2022 when they wrestled in Stillwater and then uh, on the return trip to Butnell in November Phipps kept it to 4-1 to one. Dayton is Dayton we fully expect him to come out at home senior season all that fun stuff put on a show for his for his fans uh, you know it's it's where he is comfortable he can pick up these turns and all that fun stuff. I fully expect him to accomplish that here. 141 pounds. you got Tegan Jameson is going to be the starter at 141. Uh, for this fall semester, Coach Smith mentioned that Alvarez isn't going to be eligible till the spring for whatever reason. Sounds like something with the transfer, probably a similar thing to Mirzo. Uh, just kind of what happens with transfers and institutions like Spencer Sanders didn't have a couple of credits transfer from Oklahoma state to Ole Miss. So uh, look, it's just one of those things they need to get cleaned up, but um, I'm sure he'll be ready for spring. But regardless, very excited about taking Jameson. they have talked about that a bit with his uh, background and some of the wins that he picked up. He's a little bit older. He was in the class of 2021. He gray-shirted his first year at Minnesota and then red-shirted last year. So he's – this is his third year in college, effectively. Gray-shirt isn't really in college, but you know how it is. kind of is. So right, he just wasn't taking 12 hours is, is how that works. So uh, he's a little bit more mature, been around, uh, healed up, strong, somebody that's going to be really competitive, but it looks like he's going to take on a sophomore from Manorville, New York, Stephen Lucas, uh, Lucas last season, um, as a freshman went five and 10, didn't wrestle as a starter in any duels, went to a lot of opens and, uh, his losses are to some solid guys with some head-scratchers mixed in there, too. He, he definitely gives us some bonus points, so Tegan should be able to go out there and be aggressive and, and pick up a bonus points here as well would be my expectation. 149 pounds, Coach Smith said Carter Young, Jordan Williams, and T. Travis are the three guys competing for this spot. I hope Carter Young's healthy, healthy enough to get into a lineup right now. That would be awesome. But I I think that, and, and he, like anybody else, he's going to have five dates to give. So if they wrestle him tomorrow, that doesn't mean that he's going to be the starter. He could still redshirt. I think that was the expectation here that Carter's going to redshirt. Um I am a little bit hesitant about Jordan Williams not separating from Teague Travis not to take anything away from Teague I'm sure he's a great wrestler I've seen him wrestle Uh, he's got a lot of upside and then he's gained some weight so he's put on some size so maybe this is a iron sharpening iron thing where Travis has just jumped levels since he's been in the room. Like this is his third season in Stillwater. So uh, potentially he's jumped a few spots. He's a top 100 recruit coming out of Stillwater. uh, Somebody that definitely could uh, be on the same level. Uh, Jordan, however, top 10 guy. So, those are the guys that you expect to elevate into the national title, national finalist conversation. Not as a redshirt freshman in all cases, but you should be talking about him getting on the podium. I know he had a weird redshirt year, pretty inconsistent. He's coming down, the first time cutting weight. You know, he wrestled as heavy as like 100. Uh, 70 pounds in high school So um, first time cutting weight First time lifting weights First time being in a Really structured environment So there was some adjustment there That I think is good For Jordan's development But uh, Can he pull all of those things together And go out and get on the podium this year He's definitely got the talent As mentioned several times He's got one of the slickest duck in wrestling, period. Uh, he's fast. He's clutch. He's With the lights on, he's got that factor. So will we see that? I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see Jordan Williams. I think that talking about Carter, talking about Teague, is some um, um, motivation tactics. We'll see how it works. But uh, fully expected to see Jordan Williams take the spot and, and run with it. I think 149 is his. Moving forward, and I think that as a starter with the lights on, he's going to perform really well. Uh, 157 pounds, Jalen Harper, Dan Manabog. Oh, and excuse me, uh, going back to 149 for a second. Um, Jordan Williams is taking on Dylan Chappell. This is an opportunity for him. Chapel's not ranked. Uh, He was a national qualifier though last season, so he made the NCAA tournament. Was one of Butnell's only guys to do that. One of like three guys to do that. And he's four and two on the season already. Um, His losses coming to Zach Price at Gardner Webb, Tim Solomon at Pittsburgh. So guys who really shouldn't be on the same level as Jordan Williams. So we should see him get a win here. Um, just going to be a good look at what we've got with uh, Jordan. So, uh, yeah, that's we'll see what happens. I mean, that's, that's the best we got, right? That's uh, um, it, not the best we got, but it's the it, who we're going to see at Uh one fifty seven, Jalen Harper, Dane Manabog, They're taking on Nick Delp, so this is an opportunity for them to take on an experienced guy. Somebody who's been around. He's not ranked. Um, He's in his fourth season in the program there at Bucknell. Been a starter for three seasons, so a lot of experience there. Uh, We've seen him wrestle before against Wyatt Sheets. He actually beat Wyatt Sheets in, in Stillwater a couple of years ago so uh, I think that this is going to be a good test for whoever gets the nod against wh- whether that be Manabog for winning the UCO Open or uh, Harper who's been in the program forever uh, both these guys are, are neck and neck and I think that their competition is really going to help both of them whoever ends up winning the spot full time uh, should have a good opportunity to go stand out 165 pounds, Isaac Olinick is, uh, he's the guy, right? Like, he he's returning All-American, somebody that uh, we definitely are going to have high expectations of. He's taking on number 33, Noah Mulvaney, uh, who's a freshman there for Buttonell, um, out of Hartford, Wisconsin, one of these... Askren guys, Arrowhead High School, so that's a dead giveaway that he's an Askren-trained kid, but uh, uh, this is where Isaac, this is what he's in Stillwater for, to uh, win these matches and then go get on the podium in March, so this is where it starts for him, his senior season. He told this podcast that he's going to win a national title, so. Uh, we'll hold them to that and, and keep that expectation there for them for sure. 174 pounds, we're probably going to see the debut of Braden Thompson, a true freshman, number six recruit in the country last year, uh, really high-level guy that they have really high expectations of in Stillwater. So uh, definitely going to continue to have that expectation and um, be excited about what we're gonna get out of Thompson. I think that he is a uh gonna prove right what is his, his uh ceiling. Is it okay, get on the podium. He's not gonna prove that against Budnell. Right? Uh he's taking on Miles Tacotts, Taka- Taka- uh, who's also a freshman from Perrysburg, Ohio. Um you know but these are the types of matches where if you're going to start as a true freshman, you got to separate and show yourself as heads above your competition, especially when they are an equal. Um, Dustin Plot going up to 184, how's he going to adjust? Uh, he mentioned in his media availability that he's excited about focusing more on his technique and on his feel for wrestling. He's never wrestled this heavy. So less focus on the weight cut, more focus on getting to his offense, working that second and third level move, things that we've kind of been waiting for Dustin to develop. Uh, Here in his fourth season as a starter, um, you definitely are getting excited to see him get an opportunity to finish higher and higher on the podium. Uh, He did it at U23s. He won it. This is the first time he's been able to do that. Um, Kind of an always in second place guy, uh, which is what he said when he came on the pod. Uh, But he's somebody that we're starting to see adjust and take steps forward and become the wrestler that he's always been capable of. But he's fully healthy. Dave, really coming to a nice place with him. He's taking on uh, Logan Dikidis. Uh DeCadus is a junior from Illinois, uh, who's going to be uh, coming down to wrestle Dustin. Uh, One hundred ninety-seven pounds. Luke Cerber. Um, you all know how I feel about Luke Cerber. He's number eleven in the country. He's. On that precipice Where he can win the conference Or he can finish Fifth right? Uh, I think that he's the type of guy That we're going to see Exceed his expectations this season take that next step into Number eight Number seven, number six um, He's beaten the number one guy in the country He's been right there Against some of the best tech When he was at heavyweight he did the same thing He was beating guys that were Uh, On a different ranking level than him But he proves time and time again That he's on the same Trajectory as these guys So um, definitely Always excited about seeing Luke Serber Step on the mat And then at heavyweight uh, why? And I guess Luke Serber's taking on uh, Nolan Springer Nolan is a a Junior from Wisconsin as well Uh, So That'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Not much to speak of there as far as results go. Um, Just fully expecting Serber to pick up the win. And then at heavyweight, you've got Connor Doucette taking on Dorian Crosby. Crosby is a senior from Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, So a peer of Aaron Brooks there for Penn State. But I think that they went on different paths here Conor Duset. we need to talk about Conor Duset. Uh, he is, I think he's going to, we're going to see him be more confident on the mat. He won the spot. Um, Carol and him are going to continue to go at it. And I'm sure Carol will continue challenging and trying to get into, you know, get to the place where he can take the spot over from Duset, But it's Duset's. He's going to be the starter. He had some really close matches. Nobody blew him out last season. Just need to remember that. Uh, He keeps it close. He's able to um, wrestle tough, keep guys from getting an advantage on him. I want to remember this. Connor set doesn't have anything to lose. So if we see him open up a bit, if we see him take more risk, if we see him wrestle the way that we know he's capable of wrestling, he got a takedown against the national champion last year. If he goes for it, he's going to win a lot of matches. He might lose a couple because he goes for it, but we need to accept that and continue to cheer for him and continue to support him. It's his spot. I'm really excited to see Conor Ducek continue to wrestle. I have a lot of respect for that young man. He's uh, um, really fun to watch. It, it grow. He's 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 coming into himself, and um, I really think that he's going to surprise people this year. So, really excited to be Conor uh, or to see Connor Ducek this season and uh, watch him. Climb his way up the rankings. So, uh, the other takeaways that we got from the media availability is the energy around the program right now. Uh, The guys seem more energetic. They seem more cohesive as a unit, as a team. They seem more excited for each other. I think we've seen some guys come in that have taken immediate leadership roles and have immediately started pushing their opponents, their teammates. There are some comments about Troy Spratley, how he is a guy that they're asking him to take breaks because he's in the room so much and working so hard and driven. Uh, Coach Smith did say that he needs to keep him out of the deer stand a little bit, but if that's the release, if that's how you get him out of the room, then that's a good thing. Uh, We've heard that about Christian Carroll. He's an extremely hard worker, really vocal, really uh, hyped up kind of guy who's going to be a presence on the bench this year. Um, I think there's just a lot of exciting things going on with the program. And there's a lot of reasons to get up to Stillwater and to check this one out. So hopefully you're listening to this on the drive up to Gallagher. And we'll see y'all there. As always, go Pokes. And we'll see y'all next week.